0: the that smell nice. of weeping souls. That's, that's what I smell like. I
1: mm-hmm. left, wandered for a while, found my way to the monastery, and they're like, hey,
2: Touch you, will you smudge? Don't touch me, that's weird. Why would you dance on a ball?
1: (laughs) In a ball, on a ball, with a ball? That's weird.
0: What? I'm not gonna go to the plague tents, that's crazy.
3: Chapter 73, A Lady in the Parlor. Okay. So, in the last episode, you guys found out that your friend that you thought you knew as the impoverished paladin is
0: loaded!
3: (laughs) Oh my gosh. You guys have just experienced what it is to be in the first circle of Porta Magnum. Um, Fabulous estates. Tremendous mansions, uh, glamorous opulence. Um, You know, it just, uh, the the absolute lap of luxury. Um, And as as you were saying, you are a little baffled as to why somebody would leave such wealth and privilege behind. But, the end of uh, this little eye-opening experience you had, you have found yourself all formed up again in the parlor, and Cotter has finally appeared again, and he looks a little browbeaten, um, and announced with none too much enthusiasm uh, that there is supposed to be a dress ball tonight.
0: Mm.
3: And now, Gervil, mm-hmm. you appeared in dragon form, obviously coming in the door. Um, Noan, what have you been doing? Have you cast back your cloak? Or are you still just kind of hiding behind that? You know, I, I took the the hood
0: off. I mean, I don't really care what these people think of me. Okay, so you you
3: you are you are in full Noan form.
0: Only this time, um, you know, making my eyes celestial opalescent white, just because I like to mess with people with angel eyes and devil horns. are you here? special?
3: The bad, who's not Missy here? Missy not here. That was the name of the band. <coughs> who's been. Oh. Angela. No, that's one. his hit single. Yes. Angela
0: oh, yeah. Anyhow. and I just stare at people?
3: You're so, weird. you are all there in the parlor. Um, at least don't drink now. You're having your refreshments. Uh, Cotter doesn't okay. seem to have much of an appetite. And um, you guys are... are uh, just there for a few moments uh, when all of a sudden uh, the head of the household appears again. And um, at his side is a page in the livery of the Church of Dianek. Um You're pretty sure you saw him when you, you were, you know, scurrying around in the background when you were uh, in the uh, in the church itself. And he is kind of flushed and out of breath. Apparently he's just pelted all the way over here. Um, and the, the head of the household says, the gentleman here on the page says uh, that uh, he has a message for all of you. Okay. And uh, the page steps forward and, you know, know, low bow. Obviously, he's uh, more than slightly intimidated that uh, he's in one of the mansions of the first circle. And uh, he says, if it pleases your uh, um, eminences, um, I come with some... uh, Inconvenient news, uh, the Archbishop um, sends his apologies, the dagger is becoming is more difficult to get to than they thought, and it will take them a full three days to retrieve the dagger from the tomb. Uh, he extends his greatest apologies and assures you that they're working as fast as they can to respectfully, respectfully remove the dagger from the tomb. Oh, we found phylactery
2: in less time. I want to look at the page. The... as said, why three days? What are the issues? Uh,
3: well, the tomb was apparently much more securely sealed than they thought it was. And they are you know, in, in great reverence uh, to the heritage of the saint. They don't wish to damage it in any way as they're getting into it. Uh, so they are very carefully opening it up. But the, the the Archbishop does promise. Promise in three days' time at the latest, and perhaps sooner. He will send a message of it sooner. Uh, they will have the dagger ready for your use. Can you get an
2: insight check to see if <coughs> he's trying to hide something? You bet. Roll me an insight. I wish I had skill on this, but just why not? wisdom. I got plus three. Eleven.
3: Eleven? He seems completely genuine.
2: Mm. Okay. Uh
3: <sighs>
4: You and all of your fellows are doing your best. Thank you for sending news.
2: Thank you, Millie. Thank you.
3: uh, We're doing our best to... You you obviously are in in, uh, a great uh, great, uh, um, quest here, and we're doing uh, what we can to help you. Yes. And he kind of looks around as if he's waiting either to field another question or be dismissed or something.
4: You may go. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. He
3: bows himself (laughs) out, and um, pretty much just like as soon as... He turns the corner. You can just kind of, kind of hear him scurrying off at and, at and, uh, a uh, more than fast walk. And
1: anytime anybody like bows towards me, in, like any like me in general, I have a <laughs> <laughs> <It's> <laughs> not, oh, well, I, kind of song. It's not that kind of ball. Sorry. I I bow <laughs> back, not knowing what to do really. Yeah. So like anytime, it's just like constantly. Like,
3: <laughs> well, actually, the, the first time you, I you try to, to do that, you, you just kind of feel this palm on your chest, and you look over and cotter's there, and he kind of just pushes you back <laughs> upright and it just gives you kind of a shake of his head, like, No, <laughs> you're,
1: you're like trying to see what they draw. <laughs>
2: <like. laughs> <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. So
3: Room's empty now. Like are occurred. we still in the parlor you, you guys are also in the parlor. Okay. Uh you're snatching oh, on the refreshments. Oh, uh the doesn't seem to have much of a uh much of a uh, So I I kinda I mean, mosey on up to him. I'm like, so,
0: so ball is it? What? A yeah, ball is it? Tell, what tell us what about this ball. ball. Yes. Nazi ball. It's it it's a dance, a large dance.
1: Why would you dance on a ball? <laughs> In a ball? On a ball?
0: With a ball? That's weird. Perhaps there's some nice raking he can do. Oh, Like you're gonna have a ball. That just means you're gonna have fun. Well, (laughs) some of us are.
1: Yes. I'm sure. So why did you leave all of this? You noticed the city, I'm sure, as we flew in.
2: Maybe we might have noticed it a little
1: bit, yes. And too small. How different the this area is from mm-hmm. uh, the areas as you go down the
0: hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, the impoverished regions. Tell us more. So. <clears throat> When I was young, I didn't,
1: I'd never, well, up until actually just now, I'd never actually flown over the city. I just knew that this was the first circle, down over there was the eighth circle, that somewhere in the middle is where all our servants came, servants, oh, shoot, servants came from.
2: You shoot your servants. How inhumanity.
1: I just can't say the letter T, apparently. Mm. Uh, Anyway, and then one night I was able to go out and see that this wasn't really how everyone lived and that to some people, this wasn't exactly the best life for them to be living. People in the halls who I just looked past because they weren't important. And I didn't like how that felt.
2: So I left. You just turned your back on everything?
4: Or turned his front towards.
1: And I mm-hmm. left, wandered for a while, found my way to the monastery, and they're like, hey, for someone we know that nothing about, you're really good with the sword. And. Um a paladin in our group.
2: Why did you return once you found your calling? You could have helped the others. Mm-hmm. You said you didn't like or you said the way your life was was not the real life. So you look past people because they weren't important. Why not come back and help them? The ones you found important to make them
1: I've never had the opportunity. I only left the monastery, really, for the first time, right, mm-hmm. to go to Loford, and then I was a part of our group. This is the first time I've been back to Port of Magnum since I left.
4: Does your family know why you left?
2: No. Mm. Being on somebody who doesn't have a background right now, far his family goes. They, I don't think your sister would agree that you would open palm strike if you had at least told them what you were doing. You just disappeared. Well, not all families are good families. And they're good. Un- I understand them, but, but is this one one of those that is I, not a good family? That they I, mistreat I, you? No, no. They
1: treated me very well, which is.
2: So why not tell them what you were doing?
1: Because I didn't think they would understand. They.
2: How did you get away? There's people at
1: I mean, there's people everywhere looking for the people who are people, or important people. It's really easy to slip away when most of the people around are people who aren't supposed to be paid attention to. This
0: is a weird place. I don't understand this at all. I pick up another muffin and eat it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, you guys can see in Orlando's face, she is just completely confused, as... (laughs) You can imagine a a child growing up on a farm away from the farm, and she can't even fathom why someone would leave such comfort. Um, So, Gernil, you've been
1: looking at me rather confused about all of this. Are there any questions about, like, what's going on that you would like to
2: vocalize? I have conflicting emotions on. I have no family to speak of, so I can't imagine why, even if I disagree with them, I wouldn't want to pay homage to them by honoring them with deeds and actions. You say they're not cruel, but you ran. And then I understand I, I understand training. I understand that you couldn't leave where you were at when you got there. But why not tell your family you found a higher calling. And then you you have an opportunity now, though, to try to rectify this and then still help the very people that you felt bad for. Isn't that not what a paladin should do?
4: Well, he's back now, isn't
2: he? That's what I'm saying. But He just not, got here. It's been insti- like two
4: hours.
3: Uh, and uh, in, in Orlana actually turns to you and says, but he said he didn't discover Dynect until he found the monastery.
2: This is why I have confusion. I don't understand how you live.
1: How I you live. live. Uh, now we're period. period.
2: This is I understand actions and deeds. Do you understand that? So I'm trying to put what I thought I knew about you, what I don't know about you, and I'm just not sure who you are. And I don't know if you know who you are. Why start? Why drop Cotter? Why become? Why take a whole new name, unless you were trying to hide?
1: Um, because I didn't want people to treat me as Cotter House Fraser from the First Circle of Porta Magnum. It's...
2: Titles are that important?
1: Not that it's the title that is important, but, I mean, you remember back in... When we were in Sentinel Hill, and there were those boats... On the water side. Or the Mari side. With the. One of those was my family's. One of my family's boats. There are people all over because. This city's a trading city.
2: You wanted to be known for actions, not title.
1: Yes, and I wanted to that be I can treated as not someone from the first circle. I wanted to be someone else. So I changed my name and or I tried is, to hide my are, are,
2: Is this a normal thing? People treat others, humans treat other humans differently based off this? It's not that
1: yes, this is true. It's not just the fact that we had money that people would treat me different. It's that if word got out that some guy calling himself Fraser was appearing all around here, just as my family might have been looking for me to try to get me to come back to the lifestyle here, that...
3: And Orlana pipes up. She says, Are you saying that your family would have dragged you back here if they discovered you? Most likely, yes. I
1: was, at the time I left, almost second in command of our house's trading business. Um, it was myself and my brother, although,
3: yeah. Um, hey, everybody, name? roll for me an insight check. Next one oh, okay. 10, 19, 22. So, everybody but Gernville, uh, when he mentions his brother, there's clearly something wrong.
4: Is your brother a jerk?
3: No, no. My brother's a great person.
1: What Have you? happened? He died of the plague. That's what you saw outside the walls.
2: What plague? Like?
1: There's... You saw outside the walls the large smoke clouds, the tents outside, Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a plague in Porto Magnum, and it's it's affecting everyone.
2: Is it like the plague <clears throat> thing, mushroom things we saw with we first met?
1: No, that was painted drugs, but this is just great sickness in the area, and it managed to spread to everyone.
4: Is that what led you to die it?
1: No, that, this is recent. Oh, okay. <laughs> Exactly. I learned of it. Is, okay, so I I learned of it during the moon festival. Is it just here or is it everywhere? I think it's just here because we wouldn't we didn't notice it anywhere else. You guys
3: certainly have not heard rumors of it in any of the other cities you've Wait, heard so if this plague is is it very contagious? Could, I don't
0: know could much.
1: soldiers potentially be carrying it? I mean, and they're going
3: to another city, and potentially spreading it there. And if you guys remember, the Archbishop said, since you have some time available, that maybe tomorrow you guys could go down to help out uh, in the uh, in the plague tents there.
4: Okay.
0: What? I'm not going to go to the plague tents. That's crazy. I can. We We're already get have a couple
4: sick. of other cities that don't like us. It's probably a good idea if we have the wealthy one on our side.
0: Do you want to get sick and die? We I can cure disease. To, I can cure disease seven We're probably people.
4: not going right. to get sick and die.
1: I'm actually immune to disease, but that's something else. <laughs> but I can or heal special people. I can remove their diseases. They what is going to their... happen now that you're back? <laughs> As soon as... And can you be, stay?
2: And how long have you been gone?
1: Almost... Seven years. As so you were a child when you left? No, I'm...
2: I don't know how old you are.
1: Like, mid-upper
3: 20s, I think.
1: So basically,
2: yes.
3: He was the age of majority. Majority? So 18 or above. Oh,
2: Okay. Okay. So then, okay, um, so we're having to dance to celebrate your return. Where is your, your sires?
1: Your, uh, what do you must call them, parents? Uh, my mother, I just talked to in the parlor. The The other parlor. You um, have more than one parlor? Not now, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Four? I asked legitimate questions. Maybe. There might be a fifth. Focus. Oh.
2: Um, and your, so your older brother died. Yes. Does that mean, how does the responsibility be passed down? I Do you mean, you're supposed to take the reins? Yeah. Um,
1: you don't think this is going to cause issues? Oh, I'm already thinking of the issues. Um, I just talked with the remainder of my family back in the other part there. Um
0: and they want me to stay? But I what? who was after you and I was saying you should stay in and help the sick.
4: We all should.
0: We have three
2: days. You got time. Uh, Alright. Alright. Um let's call I think what do I call you? Alistair. Okay. okay. Alistair. It's more who I am. Two things. We're going to have to, or three possibly here. You need to address your future. We obviously have now three days, and then we have to press on. Yes. You have to, in that three days, do quite a lot. You have to figure out where you want to go do and be. I already have. Confront your family yeah. and set them to right so they know how to do whatever it is they do trade. And you, as a palate of a dynamic, have to figure out what's wrong with your people.
4: I think he's already understood all of
2: those things. Yeah, it helps to lay it out. Mm-hmm. So let's start with the first and one. What are we supposed to be doing?
3: So, and actually about that time, uh, one of the um, maybe housemaids or one of the other female attendants um, comes into the room and uh, she comes right up to Orlana and Adri and uh, very politely says, um, excuse me, but how many hours will it take for you to get ready for the ball tonight? Um, hours? Uh, yes. Did will, you say hours? Two or mm. three, perhaps? Uh, I'm sure you want to be at your best for the ball.
4: And Adri of course, gets flashbacks to growing up in yep. ability it, this, this is the ability of just the torture. Getting dressed. Um, uh, recalling something that I read in my room. I'm going to. Uh, I, I will take care of it. Thank you.
3: Um, okay. Uh, when should when should we uh, expect to uh, to assist you in your preparations?
4: I won't be needing any assistance. Thank you.
3: Um, and you you see the look on her face like none of this computes at all. Um, <laughs> Orlana, though, says, um, how, how much help could I possibly have? And, she's, and the she and says, oh, you name what you need, and we'll be very happy to give that to you. And her face just lights up. like she, All of a sudden, it's Christmas all over again.
4: Any assistance that you might give to me, please give to Orlana.
3: And, uh, and once again, it's Christmas all in, in <laughs> July here. She's absolutely radiant with happiness. Um, very good. Um, you probably do expect you should retire to your rooms pretty soon um, to uh, to get ready to go. Uh, you guys still have all the dirt of the road still on you. That's yes. um, and, dirt and more crust at this <coughs> point. Yeah, at this point. Oh, that's yeah. nasty, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's wrong. Probably fairly, uh, it's
2: probably fair. Is there a window nearby? <laughs> uh, yeah, this parlor has a gorgeous view of the... Uh, not mega open a window. Um, yeah, I suppose you could open it if you want to. I do. I just want to open it and then mentally call dyes in to land on my shoulder. Okay.
3: And uh, Owl comes in and and flaps (laughs) right to your shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) Who? Who? He says, don't pollute.
2: Mm -hmm. I'll take him and I'll just grab some of the loose meats off the refreshing table and just kind of go back to my room. Sounds good. And beat him some loose meat. I take a, uh, just a tray.
3: There There
0: you go. When I'm in my room, I don't eat it. I just leave it there, but. Want to get back at them in my own petty way.
3: Is <laughs> um, there any way I can
0: before. send someone to
1: tell Arlen, like, this is sort of how you dress
3: at a fancy dance? Um, actually, if you wanted to, you could stop by his room on the way by. <laughs> oh, I think I'll do that. Okay. So, Arlen, there's a knock on the door. I open it? And. There's Alistair slash Cotter slash. Hi, Alistair. Hello. So, um. you want to ask to enter the room? Yeah. yeah. So sit, sit down and have a guy to guy talk. <clears throat> Give him a copy of GQ Magazine. No, that
0: would be EQ
3: Elf Quarterly. Yeah, Elf Quarterly, yes. All the best fashions. Okay. And four fragrance samples.
0: Ear pointners. <laughs> Ear <You're> pointners. <laughs>
1: yeah, um, can I just, like, explain that, um, these people have a different definition of fancy than most likely anyone we've met so far.
0: It's not just washing your hands, dude.
1: Oh. You have to wash behind your ears. And it's definitely not just, like, washing your mouth. And
3: where did the rose water go? (laughs) So um, Very floral. <laughs> I, I'm kind of imagining what's going to result from this is, is uh, after giving him about uh, 10 minutes of uh, pep talk on the fashions of, of the first circle that uh, he kind of touches his brooch and, and how about this? And it's more of kind of servant's outfit. And how about this? And no, that was entirely the wrong way. It makes him look like a circus tent that he's wearing. <laughs> And, and how about this? And you guys go through this evolution for about another 10 15 minutes till finally he gets a set of robes that looks passively fashionable. that's that's good. You will
0: um, he won't embarrass him true badly.
1: <laughs> All of us actually. Um, so yes, that's that's good. Um, what else? Is there anything else that I would need to tell him? Don't drink the rose water. <laughs> yeah. Be sure. Don't drink too many of the things. Too many. Yeah. Also, um, can I have more of this like warm like floral drink? It was really good. The warm floral. <laughs> yeah, it was in the bucket here. The bowl, fine china <laughs> bowl. The <laughs> <In a> bucket. <laughs> The shiny bucket. The really shiny bucket Uh doesn't have a handle, so it wasn't really easy. What are?
3: you... he explains that. And he points to the rosewater bowl, so you get it immediately. Um, not to drink.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I give him this really like confused like, but it was so good. Uh, Yes, Uh, although you can get. Um, some to drink if you want. This is usually used to like wash, wash your, your hands
3: and your face. Oh. <laughs> it, it makes you smell better. That's what the towels were for. And, and come to think of it, Orlana, when she sat down next to you,
1: smelled like roses. That makes so much more sense. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Um. <sighs> if
1: anything seems... Out of the ordinary, like this in the future, in the near future, I'll- I can probably explain what it's meant for. So I need to go get ready, so.
0: Are we telling us to eat dinner or something with like
3: eight forks.
1: He starts rubbing like the soup
4: on his neck!
3: Send the soup back! (laughs) I'm so
4: gonna
2: do that! (laughs) cold!
3: Arlen, that's (laughs) risotto. Right. Um, Okay. Anybody want to do anything really really quick while you're getting ready? Obviously, you know you have the the baths to baby. We picked up
2: on Adri's like reluctance to.
4: You know where I came from.
2: Actually, roll, did, did, did roll you did your, you tell us about the royalty?
4: Yeah. Ro- ro- no? The no, 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 reason why, no, no, no. why I escaped the
2: Underdark. Yeah, yeah, she you? Did, yeah,
4: roll, yeah I okay. talked all She did that say spin. that she was yeah. the
3: daughter of a Lord of the Underdark. Or okay. um, right, a lady. Yeah, because
4: right, yeah, that was before a player understood that it was a matriarchal society, so sorry.
3: So actually, roll me insight. Uh, yeah, no, six. No. Oh, so, so you just totally forgot.
2: You just, you, <laughs> you're like,
3: intelligence So you, you can tell that she's uncomfortable, but you're not putting the
2: two and two together. Oh, I do remember that she said she was once part of royalty, right? Well, or
4: nobility.
2: Or nobility. Yeah, yeah and, and, and it depends. I mean, what does a Lord of the Underdark mean? I mean, <coughs> does that mean that right.
3: they were the next step up you from peasant, so or does that mean that they're in the first circle of Quarter Magnum of the Underdark? You know, okay. so it's it kind of unclear, but certainly. Um, Certainly, she she wasn't one of the peasantry for sure.
2: Um, I want to go and knock on her door.
3: Okay. you hear a slight, call, a soft knock at your door. Okay, that's probably
2: not very soft. You hear <laughs> not soft knock. At your door. Yeah, it's more <laughs> like it's like about six and a half feet up the door. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
3: All right, I'll I'll open it. Um, and actually, up? while we're doing this, actually, just plug your ears, guys. So I mean, not really, but just All figuratively. Of who? All of you. But I mean, not literally, just figuratively. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we don't hear this. Yeah. What? Yeah. This is uh, just-
2: so, can I have a moment of your time? Of course. May I come in? Sure. I'm come sit. Be- Thank yes. you. I'm <laughs> waiting for you to move. <laughs> um, come in. Shut the door. I have absolutely no idea what we're doing here. I don't know what is expected of us. You have made mention that you have something similar—a history that we're now learning. Alistair kind of does, mm-hmm.
4: um, help. <laughs> sure, you could probably get a servant to help you dress
2: in appropriate attire. I've seen what they call appropriate attire, I will.
3: And actually you have your um, dress robes that were given to you by the elves. right? And since it seems to follow the elvish fashion, you, you figure that that would fit right in. Okay, mm-hmm. there
4: you go. <laughs> Just You don't like them? I
2: don't like the robes. Okay. I don't like what they're wearing. It feels extraordinarily raw.
4: Well, as our hosts are generous enough to keep us here, the propriety kind of urges us to uh, play along.
3: Now, you remember, obviously, being a matriarchal society that the fancy events you did, that the gentlemen were there to dote attendance upon the, the women. Mm-hmm. So you probably would want to tell him that. And uh, you know, basically to uh, to see to the need of whoever their date is at all times. Yes. So I relay
4: exactly mm-hmm. what you just said. <laughs> yeah. That's
2: um. not going to happen. That's not going to happen either. Uh,
4: then just stick to the walls. Eat some muffins. <sighs> Don't drink the rose water.
2: I'm not that dumb. Who the hell would drink rose water?
0: <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll figure something out. So I, I will put on my my nice elven robes, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna leave my bloodied hand wraps on, just <laughs> to mess awesome. with these
4: people. That is awesome.
2: A headache is forming on he leaves, but goes back to his room and he'll just kind of sit there and look at a mirror for a while and kind of look at the owl and get lost with the owl for a minute.
3: And then the owl hops up on your shoulder and gives you that little cheek rub thing that's so cute. Mm-hmm. Demands some mouse treats. Yeah. So after a. Do you regurgitate bird vault,
4: a mouse into its beak? No. Have a tiny vial? A
3: no. Well, actually, on that note, what? I know all need, all of you to actually go leave the Everyone room. Everyone except for me. Or exactly. The, okay. No, I'm going to sit here and just talk to you. <laughs>
1: Everybody <laughs>
4: leave the room. So, Marlano, what happened? Oh, this is great. <laughs> is that what you
3: do in your free time? Marlano <laughs> well, I just have an extensive conversation. What do you think of Ireland? Like, oh, God, oh. <laughs> okay. okay, so. Um, After your brief uh, etiquette session with uh, Guerneville, you find yourself alone in the room. um, And yeah, you are having kind of flashbacks to life in the Underdark and having to get ready for yet another dress function and all that that implies. And then the other thing is you're getting kind of a little bit panicky because obviously you're not going to be able to go to a dress ball in your wraps and so forth Mm -hmm. and you're trying to figure out do you possibly have enough makeup to cover enough skin to
4: uh, I do have the the elf robes that I had yeah before yes
3: but even those were somewhat you know Mm -hmm. exposed I mean you would have to put the makeup on above your elbow Mm -hmm. on each side Mm -hmm. and and then they did leave a little bit of neckline exposed and so forth so it wasn't just you know your usual thing where you can put your cowling on and, and then just apply it to your face but um, what did you find in your possession when the servants unpacked your gear into the dresser?
4: found a uh, vial at the top of my chest of drawers that said in case of fancy party drink.
3: So what are you going to do?
4: Um, Can I see if I can figure out what it is before I just drink it?
3: It is a absolutely colorless liquid it smells a little bit of mint and it's a little more viscous than water. Okay. Not not oily, but it's definitely not water at the same time.
4: Do I sense that this is something that might harm me?
3: Well, roll me for me uh, a, a perception check. Oh,
4: <laughs> seven.
3: It has no off flavors, aromas, characteristics. There's nothing of it seems at all malignant. All right. So I'll. Drink it. <laughs> okay. And you drink it down in one fell gulp. And you feel sort of this warming sensation inside you, almost if you had, you know, taken a shot of whiskey or some other spirit like that. And then it feels like your whole body is tingling. And then, um, you know, you partially just take the cowl and the gloves and all that off and you turn to the mirror and you almost scrape because everywhere that just a moment ago there was that charcoal black skin showing is now a bright perfect pink elvish skin and you know you pull you know part of the robe aside and it's all pink skin, and you pull up one of the leggings, and it's all pink skin, and you realize that your whole body now looks like a regular half elf. Wow. You still have your platinum blonde hair, but, you know, you you have no need of makeup to uh, to cover up <laughs> who you are. That's
4: nice. Thank you. G- who gave it to me? Am I able to figure that out?
3: Well, it was... Obviously, in your effects, when the servants unpacked. So they, so, they had taken it
4: out of my stuff. Yes, you, it you, all you
3: saw them, like, take your bag and take the thing out. And, you know, they took the clothes out. And, oh, here's this vial and a note. And they put it on top of it. And, you know, <laughs> like like good servants didn't bother to read it or anything and bow themselves out. So apparently that was in your pack when you guys exited the ship.
4: Okay. All right. So once I'll,
3: again, on Danya's ship, you guys ended up with a note in your uh, bag.
4: Interesting. Right. So I guess I'll. Uh, am I donning the fancy elf robes, or is there some other thing I should wear? Would
3: you? Would you? Uh, I'm sure you could ask one of the uh, one of the servants for uh, one of the elven gowns that undoubtedly a family this rich has a whole closet full. Let's on. do that then. Okay, and <laughs> just about then you hear uh, a, a soft and polite knock at the door.
4: Okay, I'll go I'll, I'll open it.
3: And, and it's a, a servant, uh, one of the gals, and uh, you've not seen her before, and uh, uh, she says, um, you know, honey, if it pleases you, I'm, I'm here to brush out your
2: hair." Okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and she has a small silver tray, or maybe it's platinum, and on it is a, a, a finely, finely made brush, but it's a, kind of a dull, uh, darker metal, but very finely made. Hmm. Uh, and she says, Sh- shall we uh, begin, my lady? Yes, and of course I'm a little uncomfortable yeah. being
4: this is all flashback to yeah. old yeah. things that I had to experience. And, and you're half-dressed. Yeah. yeah, that's a little weird too. But. <laughs>
3: um, so you, you sit in the chair and uh, and she says, uh, l- will you be needing anything else? She starts brushing your hair and, and it just the brush just feels sensuous. It's just it's a really pleasant experience. It, you know, it, it, you know, obviously since you left the Underdark, you haven't been groomed by anybody mm-hmm. else, and in fact, in in the monastery, you barely groomed yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you're so busy punching things. <laughs> and um, and she says, Look, "Will you be needing anything else uh, um, for tonight's festivities, I believe.
4: Maybe a fresh gown.
3: Ah, so, I have just the one. I'll I'll have one of the uh, one of the valets bring it, and about then you just—it's this weird sensation, um, you know, because your hair falls down around your shoulders, mm-hmm. um, but you get this tickly sensation around your shoulder blades. Magic brush, and you re- and realize it's your hair, and about then she says, "And, and how long would you like it tonight, my lady?" Uh, can it be shorter later? You, well, of course, you can cut it off.
4: Okay.
3: Here is good. <laughs> okay. And she brushes it. I, I believe most of the other um, ladies there tonight will have the fashion of wearing it around their waist or, or more. Are you sure you wish to stop this short? What What would you suggest? What would keep me more
4: part uh, of the crowd? Certainly at least waistline, Maddie. Okay, then we'll do that. And
3: and it's it's a magical sensation. She just brushes and brushes. And with each stroke, you can feel the hair advancing further down your back till it's it's swaying around your waist length. And she says, there that looks absolutely lovely. Um, I'll have the dress brought to you right away. Thank you. And she bows herself out and probably about 10 minutes later um, another servant, and you start wondering how many servants do they have, appears and it is just an absolutely gorgeous gown. And once again in the Elvish style like the the court of seasons, and uh, it it fits perfectly. And uh, she helps, you know, you to don it, and, and, she's, and it opens up a box, and it's just glittering jewels. And says, so, would, would you need some jewelry to go along with? I've got the matching set that goes with the gown.
4: Uh, whatever
3: is simplest. <laughs> and, and she basically just hangs basically a jewelry store worth of baubles on you. I mean, there's earrings, uh, a choker that then also... Um, you know, goes down the ample neckline, bracelets, and even a, a jeweled belt that goes along with it. And uh, you kind of a, you look at so your glittering jewel, much like the uh, ladies that you saw on the streets.
4: Strange, but uh,
3: also somewhat simil- uh, familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and you are spending the, the rest of your time just getting ready. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little different having to do makeup without having to do makeup. Yeah. But. Uh, you master that with no problem. Okay, so um, you guys all retire to your rooms and that uh, anybody need to do anything
2: before the ball goes on tonight? As awkward as this for Gernbull, he's going to summon one of those uh, servants. Yes,
3: and they're they're scurrying around all <laughs> right. over the place. Well, scurrying is not the right word. They all progress in a stately manner throughout the place, but they're you know, first, there's always servants around and second, they seem to be different ones, and you kind of start wondering how many servants are there in this building? Right, And yeah, some one of the young pages, or, uh, I you know... Yeah, I would literally reach out and yeah. grab one as they are running by. And yeah, And, and he squeaks in fear, and, and it's, yeah, yes, yes, my lord, what can I do for you?
2: Uh, and he's almost kind of confused as he says this, but it's I don't know if the boy will pick up on it. It's, I need blue viridian pigment dust, white ivory pigment dust. I need several lengths of soft leather strands. Um, I need a brush, uh, coarse, and I need uh, some sort of... uh, And he kind of blanks out and goes, that's it. And Hmm. he's he's a troll
3: yes, my lord, uh, I'll have those right away, sir, yes. And uh, he kind of spins on his heel and takes off. Mm -hmm. And in a short hour um, a much larger uh, youth appears and uh, and he, uh, he has, uh, you hear a knock on the door and, and he says oh, my lord you you, uh, you requested all these I did
2: and I pull it in I look and I said look, look down and I'm like where's the oil oh
3: uh, what oil would you need um, some of the lady's sweet oil um, uh, cooking
2: oil I push him out the door and shut it okay. <laughs>
3: So, uh,
0: briefly, I do flag down a, a servant, mm-hmm. and I simply demand the following: I need an address where magic is sold and purchased.
3: Is it uh, yes? Um, how how quickly would you need that?
0: At the end of the ball. Oh,
3: I can definitely provide that by then. Yes. Okay. Anybody else doing anything? <laughs> Anyone drinking rose water?
1: No way. No, haven't done that yet. Okay. Yet?
3: You're- I'm actually gonna
2: use the rose water. Okay. Well the now. rose water would work on. Well. Yeah.
0: yeah. I find my natural tiefling musk is is more than enough. <laughs> the dried blood simple. smell. <laughs> brimstone. Fire
3: brimstone. Yeah. <laughs> All the crushed hose. Leaking sulfur. <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs> know. The smell of just, just the smell of the sadness. smell of weeping souls. That's that's what I smell like. Okay, and uh, anybody else need to do anything before tonight's dress ball? A
0: little shadow boxing. Am I so ready? Make light. sure my dagger is tucked in there. I'm not leaving Ooh, that. Yes,
4: I would like to make sure I have uh, <coughs> some sort
3: of weapon on me. Sounds good. Which one would you like to take? Yes. <laughs> I, I imagine I probably... Bandolier <laughs> Sure.
4: Bandolier of, Bandolier of <laughs> <laughs> um I don't... I, I imagine there's probably plenty of fabric to cover a hand axe.
3: Um, or you could wear it openly. You remember I'm wearing wearing the the the, uh, Is that the, a thing? the the men of the uh, of the town would you know quite openly carry those fine long swords, and I'm even even, even the women, bow on my back then. <laughs> yeah, even the women would uh, would carry a dagger yeah. with them. Sweet, Bodies doing that. Little okay, to stop the boating. That might be a little obvious. Okay, then the axe is fine. How about anybody else going to... Uh... I'll just have like, half my component pouch on my waist. Good. My waist. I'm bringing <laughs> my two favorite weapons.
2: No one won. Yeah, no one won. Yeah, no yeah. <laughs> I'll have
1: like the magic jewelry and stuff, but none of the... I don't think
0: I'll... Come need... on, just pack a hammer.
2: Yeah, you can <laughs> at least pack the hammer. Why? Because you have you to be weapon. Okay, I'll... Bring the hammer. Yeah, Um, I'll have the sword on my back and the dagger on my arm, leg. Sounds good.
0: Okay. One hand in my
3: pocket. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, after uh, a while, a long while in this case, you guys getting ready, uh, you each get a polite knock on the door and uh, it's the head of the household and he announces to you that the party is already in progress. And your attendance is respectfully requested. I don't open the door, I just acknowledge and do the door. And you all gather, Mm -hmm. and uh, you guys go downstairs to the entrance of the ballroom, and Cotter is already waiting for you there. And um, you can't help but see him in a whole new (coughs) light. He's uh, dressed in the fine clothes of his city, and looks to be a whole new person. uh, Much grander than you had seen him before. However, is he wearing colors? He's wearing the muted colors that you saw oh, okay. in the city. Yeah, <laughs> so um, not
1: quite beige. Yeah,
3: beige. Colored beige. Colored beige. <laughs> now he's wearing kind of a maroon striped, uh, you know, or not, not striped. That's not any worse. But it's got the poof and slash thing going on, uh, doublet and um, some dark blue breeches with uh, the, the knee high boots. And the accent color is beige. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. but, it's as if he's refusing to accede to the ways of his city, you notice that he obstinately wears the trappings of his vocation, despite all the finery. Sitting prominently on his chest is his golden holy symbol, and unlike the other lords who are carrying elvish swords, he has the warhammer from his monastery hanging from his belt. That wasn't from the monastery. Yes, yes it, was. It, was. It, was. Oh, it was. Oh, yes,
1: it was. it
0: was. The one you failed and let be overrun found by it. undead?
1: <clears throat> I was away.
2: Um... Business. It was business. I'll, I'll approach uh Alistair before we don't make our grand entrance. Yes. Um Gormball is actually shirtless. The sword is across his back, the blue and white pigments have been mixed into different shades and the scars that were on his body they seem to be traced and it actually looks like electricity is now running across his body through the various the, the leather straps have, are tied off the horns on one side of his skull. But and pom-poms? there's not pom poms. Dang. But like strands, which have little things like little like stones that we've collected, or uh, and it's done quite elaborately. Wow. like braids wow. down one side to take your his like shoulder picked? here. Okay. Oh, no boots, went? obviously, because he doesn't wear shoes.
3: Um, <laughs> anything else?
4: Earned all the picked, that's <laughs>
0: impressive. <laughs> Most impressive.
3: no one, anything for you, or just, uh, just
0: my robes thing. with my bloodied
3: hand wraps. And um, you guys, however, as Orlana. And Adria um are a little bit stunned. Um, you know, Arlen, Orlana cleans up pretty nicely. Uh, she's in her eldritch robe. Trying role to officer, force this. But, <laughs> it's not but uh, the one thing you notice both with Orlana and with Adria, if you remember, um, their hair came down to about their shoulders just a couple of short hours ago, and um, Orlana's golden locks now hang to her waist in very uh, elaborate waves, and Adrius is uh, still the straight platinum blonde, but also her hair now fall- falls to her waist. They got weaves.
2: <laughs> That's gangsta. <laughs> How did they make baskets that in that funny. short amount of time? <laughs> there we go. That
4: was funny.
1: Thank you. <laughs>
0: He's the street <laughs> farmer. <Yeah. laughs> so I
1: probably don't know what... Hmm, I'm just thinking, do I know... Never mind. But like, I left seven years ago, I probably don't know what the modern fashion was until like I...
3: No, the clothes were completely different than what you, uh, yeah. when you left. Yeah. But some so similar the same. I mean, some things just never quite change. So is AJ dressed up then? Um, she is actually in an elvish dress. Uh, very well, why don't you tell them what you got
4: on? I, uh, tell us what you got. What you really, really got. <laughs> uh, opulent. A uh, jewelry store worth of jewels uh, on my neck and everywhere. <laughs> um, I have uh, a considerable amount of skin showing compared to every other time you guys have ever seen me. I'm not wearing a cowl or arm wraps or a tucked
2: in scarf or anything. Is your natural skin color on display? Yes, kind of. It's elvish pink.
3: Elvish pink. You she does she is not showing any of the dusky I mean she either spent all of this time applying makeup or something's going on. So you I'm just I'm
0: just looking at Adrian really, like it's all right. it's well, bro. Yeah if, if
4: I presumably we're all able to get into like a little Kind of a side mm-hmm. chatty holding a little champagne flute group. <coughs>
3: well, you, this you guys are still outside the ballroom. The doors are closed. You can hear the voices, uh, a number of voices going on inside. Uh, but yeah, you're still outside.
2: Okay. Um, if well, we touch you, will you smudge? Don't touch me. That's weird.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so is what you do to your skin. I There was a vial in my in my things that when it was unpacked, I, I, I drank it before the party and it turned me this color.
0: Did it grow your hair?
4: That was a magic brush.
3: Oh. The, the, do you none, have the none brush? Of
4: the, none of the ladies actually have, do you have the parents,
3: Do you have I a think. brush? And, and, do you have and, the and brush? actually, or- Orlana pipes up and, and she kind of shakes her hair out and says, Do you like it? Yes, i got the most amazing brush. You, the strokes every time. It just lengthens your hair. I
0: asked, I said, Orlana, well, do you still have the brush?
3: And it, was, it was one of the
0: servants who brought it. Well, have the servants bring it to you for keep, so that you can always present yourself to these nobles. Well, I've got the hair now. I but it will go away. You it's need not the brush.
4: It's go I have to cut it off again. It's not going to go away.
1: Gerbil had you a dagger. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, thanks, I have my own. <laughs> I see you. You grew so, your re- hair. So, so
0: you're good Janet Why? now.
4: <laughs> I'm good Janet.
0: Gage, you got to get one of those brushes. That would be great to have. Why do
4: you want the
1: brush? Your ball. <laughs> I
0: have no, a, ponytail a ponytail now. Ponytail. I've grown it out. What do you
4: want to do with the hair?
1: Really long ponytail. Just for
4: the sake of having a he really wants, long
1: ponytail. On. He wants to like get his hair long enough they so can like choke oh. people out with it. Mm. Oh
3: no, I'll,
4: I know what you're going. I'm gonna. I'll get you a brush.
3: And <laughs> um, as you're all formed up there, uh, the uh, head of household, who I mean, clearly looking at Cotter or or Alistair with some disdain, still says, "And are you ready?" I think so. He... He's he
0: asking
3: you. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he would Better say not that. speak it up. <laughs>
2: Actually, I think that's exactly what Arlen Paul would like. just to slap <laughs> him on the arm like, he's not talking what? to you.
3: <laughs> and he swings the door open in a very loud voice announces Lord Cotter and his company. And the entire there's a cacophony of voices did I get it right that time? Cacophony. 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 I thought it was cacophony. Cacophony. There's a cacophony of voices uh, going on um, that just immediately quiets down. And you look at this grand ballroom, and there are couples and groups across the floor conversing that are, of course, now all turning to look at you entering. And all the voices uh, immediately start hushing. And the ballroom is just full of brimming with nobles and all their finery. The men are dressed finer than what you saw them on the street. And the ladies are, although it doesn't seem possible, even more elegantly dressed. Their gowns are even more opulent and full. The jewels just flow across them. And as you look around the room, small groups a uh, small group of minstrels plays pleasant music in the corner that flows throughout the room. And servants mingle with the crowd, dispensing food and drinks from their trays. And that's where we're going to stop. Good Okay, well, first off, uh, big props to uh, Owen for playing his character really well. Um, He really country bumpkin it up. Uh, Pretty fantastic. And uh, no, Owen's not an idiot in real life, so just, you know, so you know. Um, But hey, we got to learn a little bit more about Alistair, or is it Cotter, and where he came from and it's still kind of a mystery as why someone would leave such a le- you know life of luxury and pleasure and profit, but apparently he felt a higher calling and he couldn't stay there any longer. So pretty interesting to see. But now it's going to be kind of fun to see where we're going to go from here. It's time for the dress ball. And I have to say, I really did enjoy the scenes with Adri getting dressed and ready for the fall. And tell you the truth, I think Jesse did too. Uh, you don't get to play dress-up all that much in Dungeons & Dragons, so it was kind of fun to do that. And hey, too bad we don't have a uh, brush like that in real life. You could make a mitt selling those. But now it's time for the actual event. And we've got Gurnville, who's dressed up as a mountain barbarian. Should be interesting so I can't wait to see what's going to happen in the next episode. Until then, let us know what you think. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. Email us at Podcast at gmail.com. Follow us at Relic of the Past on Twitter and Relic of the Past Podcast on Facebook. Articles and artwork are available at poolmedia.podbean.com. And thank you for playing in the world that lives inside my head.